Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in climbing the standard ranked ladder. I am your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Grandmasters and Master Swordcaster Dragon Rider, and of course, Major Death. So, I, I'd like to apologize to everyone on the podcast. I just screwed up our initial <laughs> recording. We were talking about the poll question, and I knew it was the was best it. opening we've ever had, and you will never hear it. I'm sorry. It's I'm already sorry, been deleted. <laughs> So, but, uh, so I apologize to you guys, but let's get into last week's poll question. All right. Last week's poll question. We had Edelweiss on and we were talking about our early impressions of the new meta. We asked you, how are you feeling about the Nathrium meta so far? We had 39 votes. Thank you to all of you that voted. And with 35.9% of those votes... The winning answer was, it's fun, but changes would help. Uh, second place was actually a tie. Uh, enjoying it a lot, no changes needed, and okay, but waiting for changes. Both got 28.2% of the vote, which isn't actually all that far behind our winner. And only 7.7%, this meta is not good, changes are definitely needed. So it's nice to hear that there's... So few people in that camp, at least. But I think everyone was under the impression we were going to have some changes. And, oh boy, did we get some changes. We certainly did. Um, and we'll be talking about those in a little bit. But first, we've got some news to get through. Um, well, of course, first is nerfs and buffs come with the first patch, 24.0.3, to murder at Castle Nathria. Uh, so we have four cards were nerfed for standard, one for wild, and 22 cards were buffed. Uh, the dev comments on this, the current power level of the top decks after the launch of uh, Murder at Castle Nathria is pretty close to the level we'd like it to be. We're happy with the decks like Imp Warlock and Control Shaman being powerful, powerful, but we're less happy with the power level and of the weakest classes. So while they did a few touches to the top decks with the goal of reducing play against frustration, the primary goal of this patch was to elevate the classes that are struggling in the current meta. So real quick, the nerf cards we ha uh, have our Celestial Alignment got nerfed. It was uh, old, set each player uh, to zero mana crystals, set the cost of our cards in hand and deck to one. New is set your mana crystals to zero. Set the cost of all cards in your hand and deck to one. Then we have Stag Spirit Wild Seed. Old, dormant for three turns. When awakens, equip a 4-2 Great Bow. New, dormant for three turns. When this awakens, equip a 3-2 Great Bow. The real big one, I feel like, Snowfall Guardian, old. It was a 3-3. Three, three. Battlecry frees all other minions. Gain plus one, plus one for each frozen minion. Now, new is a five attack, five health. Battlecry frees all other minions. And finally, we have Vile Library, old. Give a friendly minion plus one, plus one. Repeat for each imp you control. New, give a minion plus one plus one for each imp you control. And then finally, for for wild, Cobalt Illusionist uh, costs four, 
Now it costs five. The above craftable cards, as well as Spirit Poacher, Stag Charge, Wild Spirits, and Arolan, will be eligible for full dust refunds for two weeks following patch 24.0.3. And we're going to talk about all of this in, in depth in the main topic. But wait, Just wait, wait, wait a second, though. How yeah. great is it that we had a card like the Stag Spirit Wild Seed that only comes up occasionally in Spirit Poacher, Stag Charge, Wild Spirits, and the Erwand Legendary. But because it got nerfed, we can get full crafting value for disenchanting all of those cards. This is this is really good. I am really glad. I was really worried that if they were going to nerf the Wild Seeds, that the cards that actually created the Wild Seeds were not going to get... Uh, we. We weren't going to be able to get full dust refund on those, but we are getting that. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I was going to say because like you can't just play the wild stag by itself, right? There's not. It's not a card. It's all effects. So they they honored what they should have done and how they should approach it. Like, well, anything that can generate this card, we're going to offer you a full dust refund. So it makes a lot of sense. But I'm. I mean. Doesn't mean they had to do it, and I'm very glad that they did, just because it's the right thing to do with their how they've approached things in the past. So, okay. Um, then we have uh, buff cards. We're going to talk about these. We'll just go over the numbers real quick. So, Demon Hunter got seven cards buffed. Paladin has four. Rogue has four. And Warrior has seven. We'll talk more about specifically the nerfs and buff during the main topic. Uh, we have another special quest available for the fr- for a free Murder at Castle Nathrier card pack. Uh, quest asks you to play three locations. They're in the reward. You have until Tuesday, August 23rd to complete the quest. Deck Tech on Twitter says this will be the last one of these special event quests. And right now, final Prime Gaming reward for Hearthstone is available. As noted by Ben Hearthstone on Twitter, the final Prime Gaming reward, three standard packs, is available to claim until mid-September. And then, Dragon Rider, do you want to talk about the Master Tour Tour revolts? Usually handle our turns. Yes, so I I do just want to give a shout out. Thank you, Mage, for getting these uh, notes together. Yeah. Um. I I usually watch at least some of the Masters tour, but uh, anybody that uh, follows me on Twitter, obviously there were some family and personal reasons. I was very disconnected from the game since uh, Friday, and it's now Wednesday, so. I didn't watch any of this, so a lot of this is actually going to be new to me. So let's let's find out what happened. So, as always, I'm just going to put my quick little disclaimer. Uh, we are saying who won, so if you are still going to go back and watch or anything, just skip ahead like two minutes here. All right, so Masters Tour, Murder at Castle Nathria, Tansanku. Is that, am I saying that correctly? Tansanku? Hopefully. Tan- Tansaku. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You sa- you're saying yes. it right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Tansaku. Which, uh, yep. Pretty interesting. I think there was, uh, if we look here, the 
Uh, Tonsanku defeated Glory in the finals, 3-2, to two, with a lineup of Imploc, Thief Rogue, XL Spooky Mage, and XL Control Shaman. Now, that is an APAC player versus an APAC player in the finals of the Masters Tour. That's amazing. That's amazing. I know Gia was playing in this one, too, so uh, I'm sure she was thrilled with that, seeing uh, APAC finals. Uh, I mean, but, Derek you know, was, too. Derek was ecstatic. Oh, I, right? I bet, yeah, because they that. usually do the uh, the casting for, like, the APAC, you know, Grandmasters, right? So... Um, but you know, there were also some other players here and we might recognize at least one of these names. Others in the top eight include, uh, 5KS Lovestorm, Miro, Donkey, Wee Stone, WDG3 Woods, and, oh my goodness. Uh, I do not know how to say that last <laughs> one. I, yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, again, I didn't watch any of the Masters tours, so I also didn't, yeah, I have not heard this. Set. They they pronounced it like once or twice, and I did not catch it. So, yes, I believe he uh, was the last EU representation. So, Styok MD is, yes, yeah, that sounds here, about so. right. Yeah, <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, so pretty interesting wide variety uh the name that definitely jumps out to me is donkey yay uh, you know does you know the donkey.top website a lot of stats and and you know info for a lot of the competitive players so i know he's played in some other masters tour great to see him uh get a top eight there but uh you know, very interesting one more masters tour i believe so uh shaman was the most brought class and had the best win rate in the tournament it was also the most banned class. Okay, as I was reading that first sentence, I was like, it had the best win rate. Okay, and then I was like, ah, it was the most banned. All right, that also makes sense. Oh, oh Shaman. We're going to talk about the, there was obviously that one big nerf mm -hmm. to Shaman. We'll talk about that. But yeah, I'm not surprised that Shaman did really well. Uh, Warlock, Mage, Hunter, and Druid were second through fifth most brought classes. Uh, I think just looking at the meta beforehand, this is also not super surprising. I think we kind of talked about that last week, even with Edelweiss, and we talked about, you know, just kind of the meta in general. Uh, those were definitely all the kind of classes that, that we talked about that were the most popular. And we talked about how kind of felt like there was only six, maybe six classes being played anyways. So not surprised to see those at the top. And uh, oh, I love this note. A few brave souls brought Paladin and Demon Hunter, but Warrior was not even brought to the tournament by anyone. Oh, you know, after the tournaments that, yeah, I was going to say, though, you know, to be fair, like we've had tournaments that were like wallet warrior mirror matches. So, you know, it's only fair that eventually there's a tournament where like there's no warrior. I'm OK with that. <laughs> It'll have its time again. But uh, seems like it was a pretty eventful uh, tournament here. I don't, did either of you get to um, watch any of it? I was really busy all weekend, but I watched all the VODs. Like, 
I, I I had to do a, uh, I was helping my wife with a state sale for her father. So like I was like kind of out of pocket during the whole time, but I was able to have it up and in the background and catch up on it on the off times and the weekend. So it was a really, I mean, shockingly enough, it's the master tours are really fun to watch. So it was a very good, and there are some really hype moments, especially in the top four. So. I watched on Friday. Um, that's usually the day I end up getting to, to watch if I'm gonna, going to watch. Um, it always seemed to surprise not only me, but the casters when Shaman was not banned. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Also, Gia got snake bit by us. She, she was not the round one on stream, but she was round two and ended up losing the match. Uh, so we apologize to Gia for, for jinxing her, um, had a little bit of bad luck, I think in that, in that, uh, in that matchup as well. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was really good. I saw a little bit of donkey's lineup on Friday as well. I think he got on stream, uh, midway through the day or so, um, strong play by him. I didn't really see, I think any of those other players, uh, when I was watching, so I, I can't can't speak to them, but yeah, it does not surprise me that that Shaman was in the in the uh, um, featured in the in the uh, winning players lineup. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm sure we'll uh, probably be uh, finding out more about the final Masters tour coming up because I know and I've kind of mentioned this right. We still have one more um masters tour and then we have the the world championships coming up as well so uh I'm sure we'll find out more about that coming up but uh there are of course always like some third party tournaments going on um i'll just quickly plug uh, i did see there is over the next four saturdays basically so the first um the first Saturday here coming up, August 20th, and then every Saturday, the next four, uh, there is a community gaming in correlation with uh, Bemi running some qualifiers. And basically those qualifiers, uh, the top two of each of those tournaments uh, will play in a an eight-player tournament later on in September that has a $1,000 prize pool. And because of that $1,000 prize pool, uh, there is also going to be an invite to that other master's tour. So, um, that's, that's pretty sweet. Uh, we'll yeah. have the links for you. Uh, so, but there's, there's always tons of, of things, but, uh, you know, if anybody ever has any tournaments that they'd love us to plug or something that you know of and, you know, you want us to call out on the show, definitely uh, reach out to us and let us know. We love, uh, you know, supporting the community and all those and fun to play in some tournaments. So I might try my hand at uh, those. Uh, I would love to kind of get more competitive again, but we'll see how it goes. Cause right now I'm still kind of like easing back into everything, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely check those out and see how the meta develops for, the, the tournaments especially because most of these are gonna have to have three or four decks so uh you know 
How is the meta going to develop? Don't know. But we're going to talk about the balance changes and how the meta might develop or how these changes are going to impact the meta. What do you got for us, Mage? Yeah, so there were... First off, I I think let's, let's, let's talk about what happened because I don't know about you, but I was thinking there probably should be buffs in this balance patch. But Blizzard has never done buffs this early into a new expansion. Are you, are both of you, what do do you think of the fact that there was buffs in there? Were they needed? Are you glad to see them? Uh, well, I, okay, so, yeah, again, because of everything going on, I, I actually looked, I heard that there was a patch and a bunch of changes. I actually looked at it today. And did like a couple hours stream and played some. I was excited. I was like, oh, there's a bunch of uh, buffs. Cool. This is going to be pretty exciting. And then after I looked through them, I was honestly just like, okay. Like I felt kind of, (laughs) I felt kind of, I was like, that's all right. And then I was sad. And then I tried Mm. playing a bunch of Demon Hunter. And then I was really sad. Uh, So. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) That's not good. (laughs) Yeah. So I, my initial impression so far after just a couple hours on the, you know, second day after the patch is uh, not super impressed. But, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously, like when things shake up like this, it usually takes at least a couple of days before things kind of start to get figured out. Sometimes even after that, like I would say there was a lot of changes over the last first two weeks of the the new expansion. So I'm willing to to be proven wrong about some of these things or figure out, you know, as things change. But my initial impression is I'm still kind of bummed. I, I feel like they still could have done a little more. Yeah. Dang, what about you? I I looked at the buffs and I'm like, okay, that doesn't fix the problem. That doesn't fix the problem. Why in the God's name are you buffing Edwin Van Cleef? Like, what is wrong with you? What? What? You're like, oh, you mean you mean one of the best road cards in Rogue? Let's make him cheaper and give you a way to discount him. And, you know, just make him all around better. That's we'll take one one away from him right out the box. But, you know, that like core card of mechanic and Rogue since we printed it. Let's just make that better because that's what Rogue needed. They they weren't Mm. just they weren't good enough before. So like, <laughs> I I am honestly confused on the Edwin thing. I think he was fine before he was in almost every deck. So that doesn't scream to me. This card needs a buff. Like the 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 secret legendary from this set. That makes sense. Like mm-hmm. like you're trying to make that card playable. So I'm just I'm just like I and and for the other things I'm like. Like warrior, it's like oh, this is cool. Demon hunter, this is cool. Like it's just, but it's like I just don't think this solves the problem. <laughs> so okay. So I, I was glad that they decided to add buffs to this one because I don't think the the top end decks were so uber powerful that it required just nerfs to occur. Like just nerfing 
Implock isn't going to make Warrior better, isn't going to make Demon Hunter better, isn't going to make Paladin better. And the other thing is, when you do this amount of changes, buffs primarily, in it, and bringing cards, making cards look better, I think it renews interest in looking at, at least looking at the classes again. And, and uh, it, it feels like they had these classes, Demon Hunter, Paladin, warrior for sure and maybe to a lesser extent rogue um those classes had a very abbreviated time where people were experimenting with the cards it was like people spent maybe the first day or two working on relics and different things like that said this is terrible and then just put the class aside and didn't decide they wanted to do anything more with it now with these cards being buffed you can go back and look at it again with maybe some fresh eyes, maybe oh, uh, you know, a couple weeks have passed. Some answers have been have been kind of addressed for some of these for some of the the top decks, and so maybe the maybe these buffs in in addition to a slightly different meta than day one, day two of the of the meta might might mean these classes might be better than they were before. So I'm happy from that regard. But let, let's talk. Let's talk specifics here. Let's go through. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll tell you what got changed, and then we'll talk about them as kind of a package per class. So let's start with Demon Hunter. Demon Hunter had seven cards that got buffed, uh, starting with the location Relic Vault was three mana. It is now two mana, and one of the relics got buffed, the Relic of Extinction. That is the the uh, the damage-dealing one. Uh, it's one mana instead of two mana, and it starts with deal one damage to a random minion, enemy minion twice and then improves uh, on future relics. So we have those two cards. The Bibliomite went from a four-attack, four-health minion to a five-attack, four-health four minion. The Magnifying Glaive got... 3 attack, uh, 2 durability instead of 2 attack, 2 durability for 3 mana. We have Abyssal Depths, now costs 3 mana instead of 4 mana. And that's the card that draws the two lowest cost minions in your deck. It's a shadow spell. They reverted the nerf on battles, Battle Worn Vanguard. Was 2 attack, 1 health. Now 2 attack, 2 health. And brute me, dude! Iron brown, iron bound brute got the, its nerf reverted. It is now seven mana again, down from eight. So I feel like I saw a bunch of people playing with brute because I think a lot of people liked playing brute before it got nerfed. A lot of people were running the quest, trying to see the quest if the quest was was good enough now. Um, Abyssal Depth seems pretty good for like a big, a big Demon Hunter sort of deck. But I think maybe the biggest standout is the fact that they buffed the, the vault, the location, and one of the relics. Um, what do you guys think of the changes that ha were made for Demon Hunter? Did, it sounds like at least Dragon Rider that, that you started experimenting with Demon Hunter a little bit. Yes, uh, and I was sad. <laughs> I was and still you were sad. sad. <laughs> no, like, I don't know. I, I so I tried to play some games today. Um, 
with Demon Hunter. I tried a couple of different versions. Like I, I tried the, uh, the like big Demon Hunter, I guess. Uh, that okay. kind of I had played last week, and it actually felt okay last week. Um, but I tried it again today, and it just it still didn't feel like it was like it didn't feel like it was doing enough. And uh, then I tried playing like an XL version of it that had even more big minions and and using uh, the oh gosh the is Abyssal Depths. Um, so I was kind yeah. of really trying to play around with that card, and then I ended up testing as well a like fell fell and relic demon hunter um and they just really did not do very well like any of them uh it just it's still the relics themselves they're the couple of relic things that they did buff the location and the other one they did feel better but it, they still just didn't feel like they did enough um and it just it still just felt like it's it's not I guess a good place in the meta at, at least right now. It maybe, you know, if something else changes, it can fit in somewhere, but it still just kind of felt eh in a way like it just it still doesn't feel like it's doing enough. It still feels like it it's a little too slow. It doesn't create enough um, you know, compared to like I I feel like I saw a decent amount of variety today. Um, I know I saw a lot on Twitter about like the massive amount of rogue. I guess the um, I played what like fifteen games I think today. Thirty three percent were rogue, but then everything else was kind of mixed in there. Um, but it it just did not feel great at all across any of them. Um, again, three mages couldn't win against a mage at all. Mm. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it just, it's still, it felt like compared to what those other classes are doing, it's still not quite there. Well, not even quite with those to that changes. same power level. Yeah. And, mm. you know, like I said, I, I kind of saw a variety of everything uh, against mages and rogues and, you know, the druid, there was an imp lock. It just, it's still, it, it still just feels like it needs a little bit more. I'm honestly really... I guess I'm not surprised, but I think I would have liked one of the other relics to have gone down in in cost instead of the one that they did change. Like the location, I like that they changed the location to make that a little bit less cost, but I think I would have liked one of the other two to have gone down instead of the one that deals damage. Because uh, I yeah. really feel like the way that relics are going to be successful is either generate the draw or generate the minions. I don't yeah. think that just dealing some damage, especially when there are things like Denathrius that's still pretty strong, that can just end games from hand. Playing a one mana thing to deal some damage on the board, like, eh, it's okay. Not not quite enough there. Darian, what did you what did you think of the uh, Demon Hunter changes? Um I still think the uh the other, the more aggressive uh, cards have merit, and I think people are going to find that out shortly mm -hmm. because I think the focus is going to be on the relics be right now because that's the new, but the revert of the uh, Vanguard and 
the buff of bibliomite um and the the weapon magnifying glaive yeah, yeah the magnifying glaive i think it has potential so is that going to change things in the long term i i don't know but um it it just it feels interesting so i'm i'm interested to see what what's going to happen um in the near future so but yeah i just don't i don't i don't know what you do to to make the um the relics really like pop i saw people playing them and the only time i lost against relics was when they had denathrius in their opening hand and that's that to me is really getting to me right now it's just like oh what a, what a skill testing ability did you mulligan denathrius <laughs> that oh, it's incredible it's incredible that this card just stacks damage and then it's just like oh okay sorry i'm not i, I don't mean to rant about denathrius that's neither <laughs> here nor there but i'm seriously surprised that card didn't get touched at all yeah i, I know it's the big new thing and it, and everybody got it for free but like i have i have real problems <sighs> with how, the, how that card functions because it is it is the opposite of a skill testing card it's a did you draw this card? And like the only class that you can be like, okay, well, I have a pretty easy way. Well, I guess there's Talon Forging, right? But there's like, you know, Druid has uh, Capture Cold Tooth. So there's like a common way to do it. Other other time you're just mulliging for it. And the only way it's enough against like a 40, 40 card deck is did they open the game with that card in their hand? If yes, then win game if no lose game like that's neither here nor there i I just i've been i've i had it happen one too many times today and it was it's been bugging me so 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 two things first i will agree with you that i think the i think the lasting changes that are gonna actually uh allow for demon hunter to have a competitive deck i think are on the more aggro front than than the relic front i i think the fact that magnifying glass magnifying glaive can now actually kill (laughs) a mischievous imp seems to me pretty important the fact that 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 break point between two attack and three attack seems really big to me and like aggro demon hunter seems like a deck that could actually keep up in the early game with 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 imp lock and and it Implock doesn't have a weapon that it can use to kind of help control the board while developing their own things. And so I'm very curious to see how, how Magnifying Glaive ends up working uh, in, in an aggressive Demon Hunter. The, the other thing with regards to Denathrius, it feels weird because like I feel like whenever I'm seeing it, it's because it's Bran and Kael'thas have also entered the <laughs> entered the chat as well, yep, yep. and so it's happening on turn nine instead of turn ten, and, and so it's like it's it's really difficult because it it seems like that's on their radar. I think I saw uh, some dev comments about the the balance changes in addition to the comments that were actually in the past patch notes that said they were watching uh, Denathrius. And and so 
Sardanathrius isn't out of the woods just yet with regards to 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 a balance change occurring. It just I think I think they're hesitant to really uh, to nerf it just yet, uh, given how how new the expansion still is and the fact that it's a card that they gave everyone at the start of the reward track means I think they would want to have it go for a little bit longer before they potentially nerf it. But I totally understand uh, the feeling because it feels really rough when, when, when you're seeing a 40 card deck and then they're still finding that card and, and killing you on turn nine. It just, it just feels really bad. So, um, does seem like does seem like the brute thing might might end up being decent as well. Uh, I was I was watching I was watching Wicked Good play yesterday after the balance patch went live and and he was playing brutes in a in a quest deck and and one thing he did say about the relics which I think I agree with is the relics are they help you progress they are not the win condition. And I think everybody still thinks the relics are the win condition in, in the in in the decks that they're in, and they I think you need to look at them as being a feature of the deck, but not like the win condition or the primary focus of the deck. And you and if you and if you think about them that way and leverage them as such, I think you you might be better off. Big sad. Yeah, I mean they're the new. <laughs> I want the real. <laughs> yeah, they're the new toy. I want exactly. them to be good on their own. I I oh. mean it's it's when you have the location when you have a legendary that has relics associated with them when you have three relic cards, that's half their set for the for this expansion, and to suggest that it's just a kind of role player in a deck that does something else. You know, may, maybe yeah. the may, maybe we get to a point where there's a deck where that is the win condition, but I think right now, that's how you got to look at these cards because I, I think that's more accurate to what they are than 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 a win condition. Let's move on and let's talk about Paladin next. Paladin got four cards buffed, um, three of them in kind of the dude Paladin sort of. Uh, uh, mold we we first let's talk about the card that didn't doesn't have to deal with the uh with with the uh silver hand recruits it is the legendary invitation that is generated by the countess the mana cost to discover a legendary that costs zero goes from three mana to two mana that's better slightly better one mana is worth better uh and then yes the um the, the the three other cards all kind of buffed uh, Silverhand Recruits. We have Stand Against Darkness. Old cost was five mana. It is now four mana. That is a four mana spell that summons five one one Silverhand Recruits. We had War Wars Trainer. Now this is a card. Talk about a way back sort of card. Uh, old three mana. Uh, three, four your Silverhand Recruits have plus one attack. The new, your Silverhand Recruits have plus two attack and taunt. That's pretty good. And then Promotion, which is the one mana spell that said give a Silverhand Recruit plus three plus three. New is give a Silverhand Recruit plus three plus three and taunt. 
So those were the changes. I, I actually saw some people playing Paladin after the after the patch went live with uh, with varying degrees of success. It seemed like there there might be something here with the Silverhand recruits there. Uh, I know Wicked Good had some luck with it. I saw some other people, I think, on Twitter that were having some some okay luck with it. The Warhorse Trainer to me stands out as being a pretty big buff because, um, yeah, that just seems like a lot uh, for for the mana cost. Those buffs seem really interesting. That's that's for sure. Like I think there's a lot happening with. Uh, the update to uh to to paladin i think i think there's a lot of potential there and like just it, it just feels more complete especially the uh the recruit or not recruitment but whatever the uh upgrade the one mana promotion promotion yeah now that it yeah. gives taunt it's it feels like a completely different ball game yeah so. Well, I agree. When I saw that too, I was like, I was, I was having a flashback to when we did the set review, and it was like all three of us were kind of like, eh, okay, like yeah, one mana, three three, like maybe it can be something. But I think now looking at it as three three and taunt, like okay, maybe there is something here, and it feels super weird because I think if this had been a card that was revealed two three years ago people would have lost their minds right like one mana three three blah like you know everybody would have been just like how is this printed and now it's a card that's like this had to get buffed because it just wasn't even seeing play and i still don't know if it will wow maybe it will i don't know daring have you are you gonna try any paladin i know you like priest i I do i do like priest um I think if I was going to play Paladin, this is interesting enough that I it could get me to play some like more aggressive because it's very reminiscent of you know back in the day the uh, token Paladin of old. So it's definitely mm. definitely seems very interesting. I'm I'm significantly intrigued to see how this is going to work out in the long run. I, I lost to a dude deck today. I, really? I lost. I lost to to this deck. Um, it I it, it had a, a pretty nice curve. Um, it it um, played. So I think it played this the stand against against darkness. I saw the warhorse trainer. Did not see promotion. Um, but yeah, it was on on turn nine. They they did have a um, a buffed Mister Smite as the finisher. Um, but but yeah, between between kind of the the um, dude stuff, uh, specifically the what is the the new card that creates the two Silverhand Knights with. Uh, with it and then also potentially gives them buffet plus attack uh, and, yeah the buffet guy the um i can't remember and divine that. shield that 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 you know that card when the silver hand recruits are buffed even more is is really kind of gross saw some people playing baldar bridge 
and then playing Stand Against Darkness on the following turn, that suddenly is five three threes on the board on like turn five. That that seems that seems pretty good. Uh, so I think there's some stuff here. I don't know that Legendary Invitation was buffed enough that it's actually worth it. I mean, that is... So Countess, you recall, is wants you to play all Paladin cards, and then you get these invitations to then discover a Legendary Minion from another class. It costs zero, but the fact that you had to pay... You're basically paying two mana for the legendaries uh, because you're having to pay or three mana before because you had to pay for the invitation to open the invitation to actually discover the the minion. So uh, until those cost one, uh, I don't know if it's going to be good enough just because it's awkward at two mana to try and fit that in um, on top of everything else. Yeah. I, 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 you're still getting free le- free legendary minions, so I, I don't know. But they cost I, two mana because you yeah. have to pay for the invitation to open the invitation. So that's you're true. not getting free. You're not getting free. You're paying two mana for them. Yeah. Out yeah. of all the paladin ones, this is the one that I'm excited the most for. I like I the countess uh, was fun to play. Like yeah, it is without objection a fun card to play so it is kind of cool yes that's the problem though is is that you know especially on this podcast we talk about standard we kind of talk about more of like leaning towards the competitive and trying to climb it's fun is it going to be good enough now to be competitive though i think is is kind of like yeah it doesn't feel I like want it's, it to be, but I don't know. It if doesn't it is. feel like it is, yeah. Yeah, like I, I think that actually will make a huge difference being able to play them for two, because uh, even this like Countess coming down on seven. I, I did play some of this, uh, you know, this Paladin uh, during the first couple of days of the expansion, and I did get to play Countess. If if you played on turn seven or eight. You can maybe play the three invitations on turn nine, and that's kind of all you're doing, and you hope you better get some, like, rush legendaries or something. Mm-hmm. But now, like, if you drop this on turn seven, turn eight, you could potentially play all three of these and get to do something else, plus maybe play the minions. Like, that does feel like a significant change, but... I still don't know if it's like quite enough. It's just, it's not like a win condition on its own. And I think that's where kind of the problem is, is that they can buff this, but it's not really a win condition. It's just kind of like, okay, here's some minions. And again, just like I was saying with Demon Hunter, it's, I still don't know if it's doing enough compared to what the handful of other classes that are at the top are doing. That's fair. That makes sense. All right, let's let's jump to Rogue. We got, we got a little bit of a preview on what Daring thinks of one of these changes, but we got Rogue had four changes. The first is Edwin Defias Kingpin, which was a four mana four four pirate. It is now a three mana three three pirate 
same battle cry text that says draw a card if you play the card this turn gain plus two plus two and repeat this effect uh sprint used to cost six mana to draw four cards it now costs five silverleaf poison uh used to cost two mana to give your weapon after your hero attacks draw a card it now costs one and then Halkaeus, the the legendary elemental, the four mana five four that works with the new secrets. Uh, old says death rattle. If you control a secret, store Halkaeus's soul inside of it. It resummons when triggered. New stealth, so it has stealth immediately. Death rattle store Halkaeus's soul inside a friendly secret. It resummons when triggered. So. It has stealth upon entering the the field of play at first, so that's a that seems like a pretty big change. But um, the biggest thing that they talked about in the dev comments for Rogue was they wanted more card draw in Rogue, and right now, card draw after the rotation of Secret Passage and and some of the other cards that it had for card draw, it was a little rough trying to draw cards for rogue and so they they buffed a couple cards that would uh draw cards like evidently and then in a roundabout way um with edwin as well so what do you think of these changes uh <laughs> i remember sprint originally cost seven it now costs five yeah, so I so I'm not a game designer, but like Rogue was feeling like it had some decent card draw and was doing just fine. Like tradable adds to card draw, like it, it it's it's got, you know, concealment, shroud of concealment, it's got the door, the new the new spell, like it felt like they had draw before and like they had access to sprint still. So like I think the sprint one is a fair one. Um I think that's a good upgrade to make a classic card that has never really seen play just due to the fact that it's sprint. <laughs> you know, it's never been good enough. Seven mana draw four cards, it's so slow, it's ridiculous. This is five mana draw four cards, which in rogue Five mana is a lot you could be doing, so, like, it is a slower play for Rogue, but there's obviously ways to make it cheaper, so there is there is something to be said about that. So, I, I don't get the Edwin thing. I seriously don't understand why Edwin needed to make, be made three costs. That one, I, and this is where I go back and say, I am not a game designer, so, like, I am not qualified to uh to to make that decision but I I don't get it. <laughs> that's that's what I'll say. Yeah, I think looking at like the Edwin specifically, um Mage you mentioned earlier about there were some like dev comments on Twitter and stuff like afterwards. There was talk uh from Aleko, I believe, specifically about that bit. there was like a whole twit longer um but that's the one i was referring to yeah yeah yeah. so uh pretty much they said 
this was kind of planned and the and the Edwin thing especially was kind of set up before the Masters tour, right? So they kind of were already heading in that direction. And that was also before like the whole Lambie Rogue deck and like all that kind of stuff really got popular. And so then they said, well, maybe if they had, you know, planned all this and, and set it up like after the Masters tour, they probably wouldn't have made the Edwin nerf or the the you know, changing Edwin like that. So maybe it's going to get changed back because maybe it is too good. Like, oh man, Edwin has just gone back and forth that Edwin can't make up his mind how he wants to be. I didn't. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it feels really strong right now. I think just rogue in general is one of those classes that I feel like every time that we talk about like rogue, it's either super powerful and people hate it or it's not good enough. It's like there's like no in between. And I just I don't know what the I mean, I feel like it's the freaking zero cost cards. We always talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, when they can play so many things for so cheap and that's pretty much the whole identity and what a lot of the decks are built around. Draw is that much more important. So, yeah, it, it does seem like if the draw is not good enough, the class suffers. But I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the rogue yet. I'm, I'm kind of it feels really strong right now, but I'm waiting for what people play to come up against it. So I watch a lot of uh, Jay Alexander because I, I really like how yeah. he plays rogue and he is a really good rogue player, a really good rogue deck builder. And I watching him play games and watching him try and navigate turns over the last two weeks has been really interesting because while there are some card draw cards, a lot of the cards are really kind of clunky and they don't really work well together. And, and, and like the ability to trade and stuff potentially can, 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 cycle a card but it just felt like if you were used to rogue in what they were able to do from a card draw standpoint before and then you tried to do any of the sorts of things you wanted to do with rogue now assuming you'd have that same level of card draw you do not have that level of card draw and and it's Given the the kind of the way I think Rogue is set up with a lot of low cost cards and a lot of kind of situational cards, I think it makes it really difficult when there isn't kind of almost an excess of card draw for Rogue. And so I'm actually quite happy to see that they did this thing that scares me a little bit. And I, and I say scare in kind of a relative sort of thing. It's sprint prep. Three mana, draw four cards. <laughs> Seems like that might actually be a pretty nice, pretty nice situation. But Sprint's never been good enough to actually see play. This is five mana, draw four cards. This seems like it should be good enough to see play. But at the same time, if you look at what's going on in the meta right now, I don't know if it's actually good enough to see play. E- even if you do prep it out and get four cards for three mana. It just feels like you'd maybe get too far behind what everybody else is doing, and it would be really difficult then to catch up. 
And and I think the same thing with the elemental too. The the legendary. I mean, it's great that it's got stealth now, but I don't know if I, I don't know if this having stealth makes me want to play secrets because the secrets are bad and they're not impactful enough compared to what everybody else is doing. Yeah, I agree. I I agree. I am glad they tried. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Do do something, please. Yeah, they did something which is better than them doing nothing, so. Right. All right, should we move on to Warrior? Let's move on Let's... to Warrior. So Warrior is like Demon Hunter got seven cards buffed uh in the in this balance patch. We got the location got buffed, Sanguine Depths deal one damage give plus one attack it now deal one damage give plus two attack we have the imbued axe uh gives plus one plus two uh uh on the uh pre-imbued version or infused version versus plus one plus one before still same mana cost three mana we have cruel taskmaster which was a two attack two health it is now two attack three health uh they reverted the nerf to title revenant eight mana five eight deal five damage gain eight armor up from five shield shatter no i did not want to see this reverted it's uh deal four damage to all minions cost one less for each armor you have now goes back to its original deal five damage to all minions cost one less for each armor you have slam used to be two mana to deal two damage to a minion if it survives draw a card now it costs one and bash used to cost three mana it now costs two mana to deal three damage and gain three armor so there's some armor stuff going on there definitely feels like some control tools that got buffed uh also some cards that could potentially help with kind of a uh, a damaged minion deck uh, in the Sanguine Depths, the Imbued Axe, and the Cruel Taskmaster. Uh, but have either of you played any Warrior yet? I I have not. Do you want to play Warrior? I no, guess would be the no, question. No, like <laughs> the damage no. the damage stuff doesn't do anything for me. Like I saw Kibler playing it yesterday, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, like cool you can do like one big turn with grom and then i and then um and, and then um <laughs> it just i don't there know it, it it just doesn't feel enough and like the reason why control warrior was good has been nerfed and like the shield shatter is not enough to bring bring it back right yeah i don't think the problem or the the strong like the, obviously that was the tool one of the tools that got you to the to mid game where you can make the power spikes and control warrior but getting to the the mid game isn't enough especially without the card draw and i mean i guess the card draw still is there but the you know the sunken vessel or the sunken depths or whatever it was i can't remember it's called like that is gone and that um the uh the 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 elemental the 58 elemental that was nerfed because it was too good in control warrior well without control warrior 
it's really not all that good. It's like, yeah, this is this is this is fair. And everyone else is giggling, laughing at this is fair because no one else is playing fair. So it's just like it's like, okay, I don't I don't quite get what you were going here for here, but um, maybe you'll get them at the mini center next time, Warrior. You're doing you're doing your best. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) No, I yeah. Warrior feels like it's in such a weird place to me. Like, it felt so powerful before mm-hmm. for quite mm-hmm. a while. And mm-hmm. then it's like it totally just dropped off and it has felt really bad. And, you know, even with them trying to add in, you know, there was like another pirate. And, and you know, even during our review, we said, maybe this is enough. It's probably still not enough for like Pirate Warrior to come back. They made all these buffs and it just, it still feels like Warrior isn't there. And I, I don't know if it's just that they've tried to go like too many directions with with Warrior. It's it just lost some really pivotal cards combination of, it just felt really wonky. And it's, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't feel inspired like you said, I just I don't feel yeah like I even want to attempt warrior. Like it just doesn't even feel that great. It feels like um, it. It feels like it's back to like a bad version of like blood boil brute, like no hands warrior, without like the fun tricks. Yeah, it just it still just feels like it's missing something. Like it has some tools, right? You said there's still some card draw. Okay, they they um, buffed and uh, the shield shatter is going back to five damage, but then also you look at what's going on in the meta, and again, there's several decks who are doing the big swing turns from hand. I mean, even like right now, Rogue uh, creating some really big stealth minions, creating a big weapon, um, creating even some fairly big things that just they're uh, they go beyond five health. Mm-hmm. Denathrius is in there, you know, or it's just spells from hand or things like uh, Mage, which just continuous freezes and then clearing off a bunch of skeletons with death rattles, you know, whatever. Like it's there's not a lot of reason that Shield Shatter actually, I think, is going to be good right now against the other decks. Oh. So like I-, I understand it going back, but at the same time, it's like I still don't think that that is enough, at least not right now. Maybe after the mini set, maybe the next, I don't know. Right now, it's not enough. Yeah, no, I I agree with with, with both of you. It, the thing that, that jumped out to me is, how many Kazakasans have you seen since the new expansion went live? Zero. I've seen zero. And if you recall, the, the warrior deck... The control warrior deck, that was the win condition, right? That that was the card you were trying to find, and that was how you won the game. So you just kinda had to stall until you you either found Kazakazan or you played the, the dragons so you could play Kazakazan and then you won the game. That 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 that's not a thing that's gonna work for you now. Especially I think with Sire Denathrius, because you've got like, even if you're sort of kind of a, trying to attrition them 
uh, by using up their resources and stuff, there's that swing turn that they puts a giant minion on the board, can heal them for a bunch. And 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 the other thing is, I think Prince Renathal actually is is pretty a pretty big reason why the control warrior isn't a thing anymore either. Is it's really hard to attrition a deck that has ten more cards and ten more health to it. Yeah. So it's it seems like that would be really, really kind of uh the tough sledding when it comes to warrior when it with regards to that so that's the thing that jumped out to me i i think the warrior the kind of pain warrior or or damaged minion warrior that that has a chance but it still feels like that maybe is a card or two short but we still have a mini set we still have another expansion and mini set coming after this um so i i think it, it's one of those things where it might be better you know, three months from now than it is now. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. I I agree a hundred percent with that assessment because there is something missing from it. What that is, I couldn't tell you. But maybe the other th- thing, it the other thing is, it might be really good next spring, right? When we go back down mm-hmm. to four sets, and suddenly, you know, you still have. You know, the Sanguine Depths, you still have the Imbued Axe, you still have the, you know, Drak, the Ulgra, the Legendary. You've got, you've got some of those cards already, and, um, you know, maybe it then has a bigger impact at that point. Let's quick talk about the four cards that got uh, nerfed in Standard. Let's start with Celestial Alignment. Uh... This now is not both-sided. Both your opponent and you don't go down to zero mana crystals. uh, And your cards cost one. How big a nerf is this? And do you think think the card still sees play after this? I... This is a... A, this is a massive nerf. Because part of what Celestial does is it goes... All right, we're we're on the same playing field, but I'm going to ramp. I'm going to draw cards, and I just have giant stuff in my uh, deck that can swing mm-hmm. the game. And you can play one, maybe two things a turn, and then I can put lethal on the board, put down um, Blade Master Okani, and go. You can't do anything. I know what you need to do to clear this board, and I can say no and set you to one mana. And do no, and you can do nothing about it. Now that's not the case. The if the question is, is it going to see play still? It might. It could. Um, it still does something powerful. It still sets everything in the druid's deck to one. I think you have to be a lot more um, mindful and direct about what you're doing. You have to be very meaningful when you play that card. It's not just a ramp to the eight mana throw it out there and everything's going to work itself out because that's not, that isn't going to happen anymore. So that's, that's how I feel about that. I mean, or picking it from a discover. I feel like people did that as well. Kind of just like, Oh, I'm just going to take this from a discover and then I can do my whole game plan. And, I'm going to uh, screw I, my I, opponent over by pl- picking this card, and yeah, yeah. That's and I, I don't think people will do that now. I don't. 
My issue with this is I do think alignment was a problem. I don't think it was the sole problem. And I'm no. sad that, like, you know, obviously they only did four nerfs trying to go for like a lighter nerfs and hopefully the buffs could do more but i still think druid is is gonna feel like a menace but this alignment nerf is pretty interesting i don't think i would have expected the way that they went with this i was definitely expecting to see something like um you know just them changing the mana cost again you know or something but uh this is kind of interesting one just changing it for the druid side i don't know from play you know as if you're playing against alignment and somebody still plays this how much it might matter for you or not especially if they still follow it up with ramp and all the things that they want to do mm-hmm. it still it, i mean you might have a little bit more of a chance in some cases but i don't know I don't know. It feels weird. I feel like there are some corner cases where there, like, there were some decks running high end stuff, a lot of high end stuff, like Quest Priest and whatnot, like before, where if you hit it with them, they're like, all right, well, I'll wait for your big turn and then Nor's Damu. And then, like, I am equally there and I have a much, a, a bunch of stuff and stall and things to match and go one for one for you on it. And, like, it might be better in those case scenarios because, it's like, okay, well, none of that does anything anymore if you play Norzamu on, on, on those turns. Or, uh, Mirzan, I'm sorry, not Norzamu, sorry. The infinite. Um, so, like, you you know, replay everything. So, but I think in general why it was good uh, is hitting your opponent just as much as it was doing things for you. So... I would in my head it's 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 significantly worse it but not unplayable is how I think it is. I I found this card incredibly frustrating to play against because it did sort of it feel is, like yeah. I I I didn't get to play my cards and in fact their dev comment says alignment has been a frustrating card to play against for a while now and it has remained that way after the release of Murder at Castlenathria, even if it's not a balance outlier. So this is not a balance change because it was too powerful. It's because of play experience. People don't want to have a playing card game where they can't play their playing cards, right? It all You get set to zero and you get to play one, but then the opponent immediately has, you know, Anaconda or has some ramp, uh, Maybe uses the hero power from Guff, whatever, and suddenly they don't have to play by that same rule of going up the scale again that you did, and it always felt really bad. And it, it, like it never felt bad to me. Like the the card, my cards costing one. It's like, well, that's not that big a deal. It's just the fact that I never seem to have any mana compared to my opponent after they played this, and and so I, I am glad. That even though it took a little while, they finally decided to to make a uh, a, a play experience change. Wait, yeah, it's yeah. talking about another one that uh, got changed. I think from a play experience standpoint, and that is Snowfall Guardian. Uh, six mana, five five elemental. Now that does not scale based on the number of of uh, minions it freezes. How big a change is this? 
And is it going to still see play? How big's the sun? (laughs) 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 I mean, you can't even, like... It's not even the same card anymore. It's it's a five mm-hmm. five with a frost nova on it. Like that doesn't end games. Like right. It's a joke. It's a joke. Like that card w- might see play and like like a controlly kind of thing, but it's never going to do the nasty stuff and then just repeat. Like no one's gonna run repeat freezes, um, just for the sake of running repeat freezes here without the potential of like just making giant minions so like that portion of the problem has been solved so i just yeah i I don't see it being a problem anymore ryan reiner yeah i'm i'm on similar thoughts there like I think it might still see some play. I could still see it being used as just a body, freeze the board, like stall to your other stuff. But it's it's not its own like win condition now. It's it's not going to create a big enough thing. And there still might be some uses with people trying this and parrots again for like just stall type purposes. But it's it's so much different, like so much more different than it was before, where I don't think people can just rely on oh great i found snowfall guardian i'm probably gonna win the game now it'll just be like uh, okay maybe i can freeze the board like it's so guardian (laughs) what guardian was a win condition because yeah it it, it punished you for playing minions onto the board and sometimes it, it punished you even when you didn't because your opponent was still doing the things they were doing and, you know, toteming and playing minions and so they can make it big. But like, I think about how, how big Bolner was getting because of this card and because of parrots and all this. Suddenly the parrot, you're not going to have, you know, 10, 10 parrots on the board because, because they, you know, are copying this effect as well. So I, I'm really freeze on its own is frustrating enough, but freeze on a minion that ends up being basically a, a I win the game on top of it feels really bad. And so I am glad that this does one, but it doesn't do the other anymore. Yeah, because the freeze is still really powerful, right? Like it's still, uh, yeah. as we're seeing actively in Mage, being able to stall the poor repeatedly and repeatedly is good enough if you have something to go with it and they and uh shaman has things good enough to go with it they they definitely do exactly so they didn't need the freeze to also be the win con so it it feels it feels good that they have adjusted that so Make them have to have another card in order to win the game than just the snowfall. And card. and it just is it's no longer a ping pong match between guardian, 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 parrot, 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 parrot. And whoever runs yeah. out of guardians or parrots first loses the game in the mirror. So right. so like it I like the dynamic more now. Like it feels like I don't want to say more fair, but it is definitely. Uh, I think I think this was a healthier change for the game. Yeah, no, I think it was overdue, but I am glad that it has finally been made. 
Yeah. Let's talk quick. Let's talk about Vile Library. Uh, it got so it used to have a plus one plus one, and then it added a plus one plus one for every imp afterwards. And I'm not gonna lie, I lost my first five games with the imp warlock, and one of those games. I lost because I didn't realize this gave a base plus one plus one plus the plus one plus ones for the imps. And I thought I was one damage off lethal. And then when I ended my turn, I realized I had lethal. And so I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done the play. I should have just gone and won the game. So, um, I already know how this, <laughs> I already know how this card is going to going to play Mm -hmm. it's still really powerful i think it's just i think it's going to make an impact you're definitely going to feel it i i saw an imp lock today i lost to an imp lock today so the card is still good especially if they get it and play it on turn two and can buff any imp they want after that point um but uh i think it's i think the 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 imps are going to be smaller that they end up getting buffed so it's it's it probably probably is good. What do you what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I again, I think this is good. This isn't as big. It's a big change in the sense that like there were you would just you'd see people just playing, you know, fire imp on one and then giving plus 2 plus 2 to it on turn two, taking it mm. out of range of a lot of trades, especially against Shaman. Like, you mm-hmm. had to play um, coin. You had to have the coin to take care of it on turn two and stop the snowball. This is, like, the start. Like, you're at the top of the mountain. You're dropping that little snowball, and it start rolling. Like, this slows it down just that little bit, and it takes a few points of damage throughout, throughout the game off the board which is necessary for this for this card because it's just it was too powerful as is i i want to say like i i feel like it just was doing too much and i just i i think this is good it and it's still it's still a very 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 good card so like it still does what it's set up to do it's still like I saw a bunch of imp warlocks today. Like, still doing work. It's still fine. Yeah. It just doesn't snowball as hard, which feels way better. Yeah, I like this change. Uh, I, I, you know, I said this was a card that I definitely wanted to see changed. Um, I wasn't sure how they would change it. And I, I don't think I personally thought of just removing that plus one plus one, but I think that's a pretty reasonable change. I think it still does a lot. Uh, I was trying, I tried a couple of games with an imp lock today, uh, but it was the the like sea giant version that's also running uh, just a mix of like demons in general. And okay, yeah, it's not like it's it doesn't rely just on the imps, and it did feel a little bit worse in that because. I had it out when there was, you know, I had a couple of boards where it was like one imp, two yeah. imps, maybe. And then like, you know, a couple of the the one, three demons with taunt, you know, and it was like, hmm, well, OK. This doesn't feel quite as good because you don't get that additional plus one plus one. And right. yeah, it, it did feel like that plus one plus one was pretty impactful. 
Uh, and, and now I think you really have to make sure that you have the imps on the board to get value out of that. And if you don't, you don't get anything. Like, you just can't use it. So, you know, in one of the games specifically, my opponent kept killing off my imps. And I was like, man, I can't even use this for just a plus one, plus one. That feels pretty bad. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I do think that that was a pretty good change. I think there it's still going to be pretty useful, though. I think there's still going to be some sort of deck that that wants to use it. And it's still going to be like, OK, um, you know, feeling and, and OK strength. It's just not quite at the same level, which I'm happy with. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't super kill the the deck or the card itself, I think. So I like this change a lot. Yeah, upping the mana cost, I think, makes it a lot more difficult to play. Um, so I'm glad they kept it at that. But it does sort of feel like you do have to kind of go all in on the imps, or most a lot more on the imps than, than maybe some of these decks that were kind of moving away from the imps and still trying to use it uh, in those scenarios, Well, which, which I'm fine with. I mean, there's enough imps... And there's a way that you can play it and still get a, a good amount of value out of it. And I think that deck is actually still pretty solid post po, post balance patch. So um, this makes it a little worse, but it, it it doesn't make the deck unable to be played, which I think is is the best case scenario. Yeah, I agree the, definitely. The last the last change is the Stag Spirit Wild Seed. This, as you said, wasn't a card that got changed that you can actually just play it is part of the wild seed package that pops up when you play a a card that uh summons a wild seed and so the difference was going from a four two great bow to a three two great bow so you get a fiery war axe now instead of you know one of those big four attack weapons and um yeah i lost the game by two two damage today and i had a great bow uh today so i i think it does they they talk specifically about the fact that the 4-2 weapon was going face a little bit more than it than they had intended it to uh and so they 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 want this card to still be good they want the wild seeds to still be good they like that they just don't want that 4-2 weapon going face as much or having it be as big a an impactful thing as that and I think this does actually do that. I think three three damage is still a lot of damage, um, but but it it doesn't feel like it ends games the way a four two weapon does. What do, yeah. what do you guys think about this change? I mean, I like this. I th- I think I I I think there was probably not enough thought about what a four attack weapon a four two weapon was going to be doing to the meta so yeah i I think this is a good change overall so i i i think it's still powerful it's still you know eagle horn bow so yeah i think it's imagine yeah imagine that they put they gave they gave a a hunter a class synonymously known for going face they gave it a four attack weapon and it ended up going face too much. Imagine that. Shocking. Who Dragon would have Rider? thought a four man or a four attack weapon would have been good? I mean, yeah, yeah, you hit face with it, of course. Yeah. It's it's kind of interesting because I think a lot of us kind of initially looked at that and thought, yeah, it's cool to get a weapon, but like the three turns before it wakes up feels a little slow. 
Turns out you don't really care <laughs> when that wakes up. Nope. You're just like, nope. when it does, I get a big weapon. Like, I don't care <laughs> when it is. Uh, and when it wakes up, I go face. <laughs> that's yeah. what yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I think the three, two weapon is still pretty interesting. I agree with what you guys were saying earlier. Like, it feels pretty cool that, uh, they did that one change and they are, you know, allowing everybody to have that two weeks of the dust refund for all of those impacted cards, even though it's like a fraction, you know, a, a random element of those cards. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm kind of interested to see if the wild seeds actually still end up being quite good. Because it, it definitely felt like Hunter was really starting to to become super popular. It was really getting up there. I don't know if this is enough to kind of bring it back down enough. I still feel like it's going to be pretty good. But I think more so Hunter is going to be impacted by the other changes and not this one specifically. Like, I, I think just Hunter is going to see what's going on with the rest of the meta. Uh, but I think that this is still a reasonable change and it's still going to feel pretty good. I, I actually, I like the Hunter change and I like the Warlock change. The other ones definitely, the uh, the Shaman card and the Druid card feel like they are hugely impacted. Oh yeah, definitely. I think Wild Seeds are still good enough that you're going to want to play them. They They were kind of the staple for Hunter in this expansion. I don't think that they've gotten so knocked down by this change that that you're not going to still to want to play wild seeds and, and and this weapon just won't do quite as much damage as it did before and that's that that's probably that's probably okay as much as a guy like me that likes to go face can 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 say it yes it's probably okay that it does a little bit less damage all right, that, that wraps up a look at all the, the balance changes that came with 24.0.3. Uh, moving on to the poll question, we want to ask you this week, which of the buffed classes are you most excited to try post-balance patch? So we had four classes that got buffed cards, Rogue, Demon Hunter, Paladin, and Warrior. Which of these classes are you most most excited to try now that they, they've gotten some buffs? Vote, tell us what you think, and we will share the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com. Follow our top pinned tweet to join the Dr3 Discord you can find me on Twitter at DaringAlkaline or on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash DaringAlkaline. Dragon Rider. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DonnieDK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. Uh, Twitch and YouTube, DragonRiderDK. And uh, I just want to thank the two of you, first of all, but also just everyone that has commented, reached out to me via Twitter, Discord, um, all of that, like it, it really meant a lot. And, you know, in a, in a difficult time, like, of course, you know, when people give their condolences or, or reach out, like it means a lot, but, you know, I've also been struggling just on top of what happened with also not feeling like I'm even part of my family and dealing with a lot of that stuff. So to feel like people actually cared and wanted to reach out and wanted to talk to me like that just it 
it really did mean a lot. So I really do appreciate everybody that that reached out and, you know, kind of like a really big eye opening thing. Like, so, uh, you know, I'm going to be, like I said earlier, kind of easing myself back into some stuff. But I think this has also been a huge time for me to uh, really think about the things and the people that are important to me and the things that actually matter. So uh, I might be making some adjustments to the content that I do or the other things and, you know, really trying to actually connect with more people because I, I do feel very loved and wanted. So thank you, everybody, for that. I really do appreciate it. Oh, well, yeah, I saw the massive waves of support and I would, couldn't be happier. You're awesome. And we're very lucky to have you on the show with us. So anytime anytime and i mean it so don't matter i you kind of i was going to say it is with everything you've been through the last week the fact that you're here talking with us today is shows your dedication to the show and the listeners and um you you are a major major part of our community and um, I, we're sorry that you're going through what you've been going through, but know that we are all here for you in whatever you need, okay? Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for coming. I am um, so glad that we were able to, to do the show this week. I wanted to hang out with you. I wanted to talk Hearthstone <laughs> with you guys, with all of you that are listening. Um, you can find me on Twitter, talking about Hearthstone, talking about D&D, talking about other games at Major Death. And if you're like me and you're excited about the new She-Hulk series that is coming out on Disney Plus tomorrow, or as we're recording this, or today as you're probably hearing this, please go check out uh, my other podcast. It's called Comics Over Time. We gave you a primer of She-Hulk her very first appearance in 1980, as well as four other story arcs that she's had in the last 40 years that she's been a part of uh, the Marvel Marvel comic universe. Uh, so you got a little bit of an idea of what you're getting into before tuning into the show. So that that is at Comics Over Time. You can find a link to the show, as well as um, our other episodes that we've been doing. But please come check it out. Awesome. Awesome. Make sure you do that. Thanks, guys, for, for listening this week. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three.